Hello and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and cybersecurity news. This week we have a ransomware story, but this time it's about an arrest and an international takedown of one of the most notorious ransomware groups out there, Lockbit. Multiple government intelligence agencies were involved in the takedown called Operation Kronos, including the FBI, Britain's National Crime Agency, and Europol. They took control of the ransomware gang's IT infrastructure, and on their website, a banner is now on display, saying the site is under control of the National Crime Agency. It's unknown how exactly they managed to take control of the website, but it is likely that an exploit was used due to unpatched software that the crime gang was using. This is implied when it was said that the FBI and crime agency managed to hack the hackers in a report by the United States Department of Justice. Lockbit's leak site, where they post data extorting victims, is also down, as is their negotiation site, as confirmed by Bleeping Computer, one of my news sources. Although some sites that host data and send private messages are still up. The affiliate panel is also locked down. Affiliates trying to log into the panel will see a message that basically says that the government has the source code, details of attacked victims, amount of money extorted, stolen data, chats, and much, much more. Affiliates are part of Lockbit, technically. Lockbit works on a ransomware-as-a-service model, which means the main group makes the ransomware, and they rely on affiliates or separate groups of hackers to actually pull off the attacks and do all the phishing, do all the malware staging, do all that sort of preparation. A small percentage is still given to the main Lockbit group, while the affiliates keep most of the extorted cash. Speaking of the ransomware, 1,000 decryption keys were also retrieved from the seized servers, allowing the development of a Lockbit decryption tool, which was released for free on the No More Ransom portal for victims. The No More Ransom project is a project that helps organizations try to decrypt files without paying ransomware threat actors, so adding the Lockbit decryptor to their arsenal is going to be majorly helpful. Unfortunately, encryption is rather complicated, and not every single victim may be able to have their files decrypted, but it's still a pretty good start. One thing I find very interesting, which I've pointed out in previous podcast episodes, is that Lockbit still has the data of companies that paid them to delete it. Paying ransomware threat actors did not guarantee that that data was gone forever, no matter what empty promises were made by threat actors. And this is a major motivating factor for why organizations would pay off these threat actors, not only to obtain the decryption keys, but to ensure a deletion of the data so that it doesn't get leaked on some other site. There's really no way ransomware groups can definitively prove they've deleted every single copy of the data, even if they show a video of deletion. Who's to say they didn't make a backup of that data that they still have, which well, is revealed to be exactly what was happening. After the site was seized, law enforcement in Poland and Ukraine also arrested two operators of Lockbit, although they were not leadership, and seized over 200 crypto wallets involved in the operation to transfer extorted funds. And they later obtained another 30,000 Bitcoin addresses, and as a result, over 110 million US dollars worth of Bitcoin from extortion. 
French and U.S. judicial authorities also issued three international arrest warrants and five indictments against other Lockbit threat actors around the world. Lockbit responded, sort of, on X, formerly Twitter, by communications with VX Underground. They claim the incorrect people have been arrested and that the FBI have no real data on them. However, in the same message, they also claim that the FBI and Europol are not skilled pen testers and merely got lucky, which seem to contradict each other. Given the evidence of most of the Lockbit sites being down, I'm inclined to believe the FBI on this one instead of the organized crime gang. It seems like they're trying to save face in front of their affiliates rather than actually being honest about the situation. However, just because a few members were arrested does not mean everyone is out of the weeds. Leadership has not yet been caught, and the FBI offered a $15 million bounty for any information on the ransomware gang and its leaders. Even after the partial takedown, malware associated with the group is continuing to spread, proving they are still at least partially operational. Customers were not publicly named, but according to John Hammond at Huntress, the actors can be attributed to affiliates of Lockbit. This was determined by analyzing the behavior of the malware that was deployed in these new victims' environments. It highly resembles what Lockbit tends to use. Even though, at its core, all ransomware does is perform mathematic encryption operations to make files inaccessible unless they are decrypted via a key that's used to reverse said operation. There's still many different types of ways to make malware like this, so by looking at the code and the behavior, you can tell the difference between different groups. The ending of the saga is rather anticlimactic. Authorities were teasing, potentially leaking, the names of Lockbit leadership, but it ended up being rather vague information, such as them not living in the United States or the Netherlands, and then apparently driving a Mercedes? It's hinted that the leadership resides in Russia, which would make it rather difficult for the US to make any moves in terms of arrests. Still, even if the leadership was not taken down, a lot was done to disrupt the group, and even if temporary, that's a pretty major win. Especially when you consider the decryptor tool that's now available. Although the takedown was ultimately a success, ransomware groups are like a hydra. When you cut off one, two more will pop up in their place. There will always be new groups taking the place of old, but the more that get taken out, the more victims will be helped. Thank you to the Department of Justice, Bleeping Computer, Reuters, VX Underground, and ARS Technica regarding information about this takedown and some responses from Lockbit. It was really interesting to read about. And of course, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime. And until next time, stay secure.